Well, hello and welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Well, hello. Welcome to Inexcess Access All Areas, episode 148, the podcast that dives deep into all things great about this wonderful band. Get them in the Rock Hall of Fame and have a great fun along the way with eligible patrons and listeners and my good compadre, B. How are you? We're three years old in one week, aren't we? Happy birthday post, uh, well, last week to us. And uh, thank you for all the well wishes and all those who contributed. Happy birthday to us. Yes, thank you, everybody. And thank you, Tim Ferriss, for uh, wishing us a happy birthday, too. That was rather nice. Yes, I think um, I had a great time. Did you? Did you do anything? Did you raise a glass? I did. I raised a glass of Pepsi Max. And uh, uh, I did have a, a good idea that relates to this week's episode that I will share with you later. But a good friend of the podcast, and uh, we did a, a co-episode with them, which was the Hustle podcast. They turned eight on the same day or week that we turned three. Oh, really? So I congratulate them. And, you know, without in story inserting ourselves, I posted on their, on their well, on John's uh, uh, social, said, oh, congratulations, mate. We, we, <laughs> we feel a bit inferior. We're the younger brother. We just turned three. But mm. uh John, John uh, Lamro from The Hustle was a big inspiration for me, thinking that I might be able to do something like this. And um, congrats to those guys. They've got a, a variety of guests. I think they interviewed Ivor Davies from My House, Ice House for the second time about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Also, to friend of the podcast, Mark Opitz, who has his birthday the same day we have our birthday. So uh, happy birthday, Mark. And he looked like he was having uh, fun in Yamba this week, B. And I posted a, a reply to his fun times at Yamba with playing the the DJ stuff with a very simple caption saying, good times. Yes, I did see that. I thought it was in Capri myself, but it was in Yamba. It did look, All right. Yeah. It looked very, it looked very picturesque, yes, you know. it did. So I must ask, how's your In Excess week been? You've uh, uh, taken a bit of the lead this week with one of our, well, our topic of the day today. Uh, so thank you for that. Anything else come across your desk? Because you went down to Sydney, didn't you, again? Do you know where Coffs Harbour is these days? <laughs> I went to Toronto, actually, and a lot of prep friends thought I was going to Canada for the day, but no, um, yes. Toronto down on the central coast. And I went to see um, Don't Change Play. So yeah, it's been a bit of a right. um, tribute band sort of week this week. Had a great time with them, met some awesome girls. So hello to all the girls that I met. You are yep. absolute tops. Had a great time with them. And then yes, I want to say hello to um, Karen Peters. I want to say hello to Sarah Ma- um, Sarah Camia, sorry. Um, absolutely fantastic meeting up with you girls and having so much fun. And also um, to Sir Asha, who took me out for the night. It was nice to be taken out for a change. And she took me right. to the Indian restaurant that Michael used to love going to. Lovely. Yeah, yeah his name's Hyatt, the um, estra- yes. restaurant owner and chef, still there. It was so funny because I was talking and it got great stories, but I was thinking, God, he's quite young, really. And he says, you know, Michael said mm. to me you know, a few times that I was looking younger and he used to laugh and, and joke <laughs> that he must have, I must have had a new girlfriend. I was thinking, that, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was right. looking at the same well, thing. I think, I think Michael might have had his last meal there because he went out with his dad and, and his yeah. mother-in-law and that there at that I'm Indian restaurant. I not to think that, of that yeah. part that it was the, the last thing. I know. Thing. I just sorry everyone. I know. I, just I know. Things, I, know. But, uh, I know because it's yeah. taken me a long time to actually go to this restaurant. I wouldn't yes. have gone. Yes. Uh, Claire went, let's go. I was like, okay. And you know what? It felt right now. It felt 
warm, inviting. It felt fun. It didn't feel sad, depressed. He was really lovely, Hyatt. And he's given me his telephone number. He'd like to have an interview with us. He says, come in the afternoon. So you can go. And then I went on because it's literally walk around the corner and there's the hotel. It has now changed names to and also it's been renovated. It's stunning, Hayden. We've got to go and yeah, sat sat there at the bar. Well, getting back to the Indian, mm-hmm. if he comes on with the thirty-two Lamb Rogan Josh and the uh, is that saffron what you like, Croken Josh? He he can he can come on, yeah, and uh, the little bit of nan yeah. bread. Well, we had we had Michael's favourite meal, which is my favourite meal, butter chicken, uh, with the oh, garlic yeah. naan and that old chestnut, as Michael used to say. But I tell you what, oh, it's great, really, really mm. good. And right. Well, you know, we know we're recording this at 5.40 on a Friday. You're right? hungry. Uh, I'm having Indian tonight. <laughs> you've, you've the whistle. So, but getting straightening up a little bit, okay, is there anything else uh, in excess related this week that fell across your wheelhouse? Well, like I was saying, I went to the hotel and I did a live stream mm. from there for everybody. That went out onto a couple of the um, things. And again, I felt a bit awkward, but everybody sort of embraced it with me. So thank you very much because mm. I did feel a bit weird, yep. you know, about – that aside a hotel that Michael had passed away, but it was a hotel that he loved to go to. And I can and yes. I can understand it now. It's and I, I do yeah. say to people, if you're ever in the mm. area, to go. Go. Mm. I don't know if I'd want to stay the well, night, I had but a, it's a bit different. Yeah. It's really weird. I went to a sales conference there in Sydney in around about 2002, 2003, not realizing it was the same hotel. Mm. And it was maybe only later that night or a week two later that I realized it was at the same hotel. Um, so, um, but look, B, well, mm-hmm. I mentioned before we came on some exciting news for all of those uh, patrons and listeners and things who submitted their details to to us and to inexcess.com yes. uh, for their tour experience or band experience seeing Inexcess Live. And uh, we have had some feedback from management and through Universal Music and Petrol Music. That book is getting uh, very, very close to publishing. And the Fan of the Week experience where uh, you will, uh, as a fan, go on to, well, be available to be interviewed by B&I that will be uploaded it onto the NXS website uh, and then on our own platforms will be coming very, very soon. So that'll be great to have your fan experience uh, articulated and, and expressed in words that come straight from the book. So that uh, will be something we will mention you, to you as we come closer in time. Awesome. Yes, I can't wait to, yeah. to meet some of you. And B's got some great little news behind the scenes about a few new releases coming oh. up, haven't you, B? But you're, you're, you're under strict censorship rules, not even to tell no, me about I them. know. I yeah. didn't, I didn't yeah. tell you. Shh. <laughs> yeah. So, look, I only, I only hope that there's uh, some room for the memory oh! in the future for you to get a... I'm going to What? What? <laughs> I just I hope there's just room for your memory to remember what's going to be coming up. So, okay. But uh, speaking of our patrons, before we're going to we're going to flip back to the usual and welcome our patrons uh, upon the episode to uh, listen in and hear your name called out. So over to you, B. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about ten thousand people at least. Hello. Well, it's a hello to our honorary members, Tim Farris, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkins, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, Darren Jones, Paul Jolie, our patrons, Carmen, Laurie, Carrie-Anne, Danielle, Sarah Markham, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Mack and Anne-Marie Markham. Happy birthday. 
Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Lisa, Yvonne, Amanda H, Amanda V, David, Tracy, Paul Buckley, Ella, Ryder, Tony Schiffer. Happy birthday, mate. Erica, Abigail, Martin, Val, Jim, Kelly, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Shannon, Helen, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, Jill, Laos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Scott, Anthea, Maria, Tracy, Vernon, Jamie, Diana, Stefan, Andrew, Georgie, Steve, Keisha, Mark, Vernon, Shane, Lachlan, Mandy, Rachel, Nick, Sula, Amy, Diana, and Paul. Our special mentions are to Sue D, Joe Robbins, John A. Vink, Michael Spriggs, Glenn Davis, Paul Busey, and Jay Vinson. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. All right, Dean. Well, I'm going to give you the new ball here. We've got a bit of a topic today that you uh, you were spearheading, and uh, for the sake of clarity, you did this interview a couple of days ago, and we uh, uh, tidied it all up via your excellent editing skills. But uh, uh, it's always great to uh, hear from uh, an in excess sort of cover band, and you know their fan experiences. You know, we've had a lot of patron experiences, a lot of producers, a lot of people close to the band. But to get up on stage and keep the in excess music alive is really something that keeps the band in the in the in the zeitgeist. And these these bands out there are getting so many people through their gigs. I mean, you went to the Don't Change guys this week. I know you had to brace yourself while you're doing this interview with uh, said gentleman who had a, a real lot of charisma. Okay, well, this interview is with their lead singer, which is Della Coma Rio. Mm-hmm. Della Coma is actually um, a musician. He's got his own mm-hmm. band called Della Coma. I mm-hmm. will be playing some of his music later as well. Yep. But yep. this is really good to know a little bit about the man and why he is in this position of singing these songs on stage for us all. Um, Yes, there are many, many. In fact, I think there's about six or seven alone in Australia, um, these tribute Mm. shows now. But Mm. let's hear it from Dale Akoma and why he is a little bit more special. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Big shout out to Hayden and B. Also want to say hello to all the listeners and NXS fans. Thanks for listening. I love you, Hayden and B. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. And now it's time for Topic of the Week. Well, hello, Del, and welcome to In Excess Access All Areas. Thank you for your time today. Wow, I feel like I'm talking to Michael. So how long <laughs> has this been going on? Since 2018, you uh, started with, what is it, the Australian In Excess show. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I actually was first approached by them in uh, probably 2016, I think. At the time, it just wasn't a good fit. Um, I was doing a lot more touring with my own music. They recontacted me again in 2017 and I did a fill-in show for them. And then that kind of one thing led to another and we started booking more shows and I started doing more fill-ins and then I kind of took over the the, the full-time gig. Okay, so there was someone there before you. So how long has the Australian In Excess show been going for then? It's been going for around 10 years, I believe. Okay. Um, so to my knowledge, there were, there were two singers. So the first singer that started it um, and then he left and the guitarist who is the only original member of this show left 
um, Rob Moody. Um, he plays the Kirk Pengilly role. He uh, kept going. I, I think he probably was just uh, a bit cranky when the, the singer left. He was like, man, I just learned sax. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also done a few spots as um, John Bon Jovi as well. I think I've seen before now. Yeah, I can see that too. You you were like an amalgamation of both of them, aren't you, Michael <laughs> and John? I can tell. We used to do a bit of work on the cruise ships, on, on, on the bigger cruise ships, and because people obviously would they would they would see you perform, and we we created the Bon Jovi show um, because the Inexcess show did so well that Royal Caribbean were like, we want you back, but we can't keep having you back as Inexcess. What else do you like? So they would get us on board and we'd sort of do the first half as in excess and the second half as Bon Jovi. And so people used to just yell out, hey, Michael, John, whatever your name is. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so what is your background? Is it from music or is it from acting or a bit of both? It's a bit of both. Yeah, I, I grew up um, singing in church, in a cappella churches. So singing's always been a part of my life. I guess I, I viewed music more as a as a as a hobby, and then in university I went to the US for, for university, and that's where I discovered my passion for acting, and that led to LA, and I did a few years in LA. I hit twenty five, and I just I thought that I I had made it, so I'd come home, and I came back to Sydney, and and that was when I after a couple of years I decided I still needed to perform, and that was when I got into music properly, I guess. Birthwise is Tasmania, is that right? Actually, Seattle in the US. Oh, okay. But I grew up in Tasmania. Yes, we moved to Australia when I, w- I would have been three. So my first memories are from Australia. Okay, so I don't know how old you are, but were you around in Seattle around the grunge era then? Well, I mean, uh, I was not around then, but <laughs> I would actually already move to Australia. One of my favorite bands. Um, is Soundgarden. I like to pretend that me leaving Seattle is what caused them to uh, fall. <laughs> I like it. Of course it was. Of course it was. And you've actually been in a few dramas. Did I see The Elephant Man? Yes. Cool. I mean, that was that would be fun. So um, that was back in the States, was it? Yeah, in the US, yeah. So uh, through university and even when I went out to um, Los Angeles, I did quite a lot of theatre initially and got to play in a lot of really cool uh, theatre productions, both musicals and just straight theatre. And then I did a couple of spots uh, for some TV shows, uh, Criminal Minds, Cold Case, The OC, and then a couple of modelling jobs, um, but nothing. I didn't get anything that was uh, regular enough to kind of pay the bills. Yeah, but your passion now is music, I see. So you've got a new album out as well, haven't you? Is that Blood? It is called Blood, yes. Yep, it's, um, so it's my, my second solo record. I loved and, the uh, first one, by the way. Loved, loved, loved yeah. the first one. I've got to get into the second one, but I love <laughs> the first one. So this one, I did see that he says it's a wild, passionate, soulful rock and roll from the heart. Well, you got me on that, so thank you.
But when you say rock and roll, I mean, people go, well, what is rock and roll? I mean, because ACDC is rock and roll, In Excess is rock and roll, but then the Beatles are also rock and roll, you know? So it's sometimes I find it a bit hard trying to define what you do. I feel like, I mean, I just play music that moves me. Yeah. The things that move me generally land somewhere in the rock and roll sphere. It is more gritty though, your uh, music, isn't it? I would say. And it's very American as well, in my ears, compared for me being Aussie and English. So it's like going back into that sort of... um, Oh, well, John Bon Jovi and uh, Motley Crue, it's got that sort of flavour to it. It's quite fun. Yeah, really good. I have fun making it, so hopefully people have fun listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is about In Excess, even though we want to talk about you, but it's good to have all that background. So you're running around Australia now, although I should say you've just come back from being an international success as well, haven't you? How many um, countries did you go to? Oh, I lost count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been um, that. That was something when I first joined the show. It was it it was to be the the cruise fill in, I guess, if you will. The singer before me couldn't do a lot of shows because he was just sort of doing weekend stuff. I came on board. I think I'd maybe done four or five shows, and then it just exploded. And suddenly, we were like playing in India and like Japan, and then uh, Royal Caribbean called, and they wanted us to take out. They, they said we were the number two rated band for Royal Caribbean in the whole world, and so they launched a new ship, and they wanted the number one rated band for the first week and the number two rated band for the next week, and it was crazy because we've we flew in and here we are, and it's all all these people with all these different languages. We were used to playing sort of in the South Pacific mostly. And then suddenly we're, yeah, we're doing like India and Japan and like Middle East and stuff like that, getting off in Hawaii and like, what is going on? And what was the fan base like? Was it pretty wild as they like really into the music still? We learned fairly early on, you know, that on a cruise ship, people are paid for the cruise, but then the entertainment is all free once you've, once you've gotten on board. They can come and they can watch for a little while and then they can leave and they can go see a magician or a comedian or whatever. So we worked really hard to make our show something that would capture people so they would stay. We were getting paid the same, but it's just a lot more fun if you have people staying rather than the whole front row just getting up and leaving because they've got yeah. a dinner reservation, you know? Yeah. So we ended up becoming friends with a lot of the tech staff and so they would allow us to use the platform. So for Never Tear Us Apart, I would I would go onto this one platform and they would and it would it would rise and spin. Wow. Like singing Nevertarius Apart, rising and spinning, and we would time it so that it would come down and I would step off the platform and then Rob would step on and do the sax solo while he's rising and spinning and coming back down. And it was just like there'd be these times when you're on stage and these were in major theaters. We played in front of four and a half thousand people on the ocean. My God, that's just really tight. It's tight, isn't it? Yeah. You're on these stages and you're, you kind of have to pinch yourself at, 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 at some points where you go, this is amazing. Mm. This is like, it's, it's pretty cool. And to this day, we still have people that come up to us, you know, at shows and they'll say, we saw you on that one cruise in 2018, you know, going from New Zealand to 
Bora Bora or wherever it was, you know? Like, do you remember? And you're kind of like, so cool. Blimey, you must have met so many people. And then people sort of asking for your autograph now as well, I should imagine. Mm. Yeah, and it's it it's crazy. And I had um had a really cool experience where I met some Michael's hairdresser. We got off the ship in Dali Harbour and I was just walking along and this guy just sort of goes, Hey, excuse me. And he said, I wasn't gonna say anything to you. And then he just he goes, but and then he just started telling me a story. And he was Michael's um hairdresser and they became close friends. He said that his it was his dad's 80th or 90th or something birthday. And that's why everyone was on board. And the family were like, oh, there's an in excess tribute. We should go. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to go see him. And the family went and were like, no, it's really tasteful. I think you'd really like it. And he ended up coming um, to the second show. And he said, I sat there and I stared at you. He goes, and I picked out all the things that were not Michael. You know, he didn't he didn't have a nose ring and he didn't have tatter, those tatters that you have. And I pick out all these things. And I sat back and I was like, I, I still felt like there was something there. And I and and I and I said to him, I said, that means a lot to me, man. I said, because I'm not trying to be Michael. I know that I'm not Michael, but people have told me that I make them feel the same way when I'm on stage and I'm singing that I'm, I move in similar ways. So I said for you to sit there, somebody who knew him personally and tell me there is a, a vibe. You can tell that it's that, that, that to me says that I'm doing the job that I wanted to, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be him, but I'm, I'm hoping that I can help unlock some of those memories that you have of him. Well, you're doing it for me right now. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it together. Now, before we came on air, I don't know if you want to share with the um, listeners now, but you mentioned about a coffee cup being shattered. Well, I when I moved back to Sydney, I, wo- I started working in a cafe and I, I walked into the cafe and somebody dropped a coffee cup at the very back of the cafe and it just shattered everywhere and everyone kind of looked around. I went into the back to put my stuff and about half an hour later, the manager came up to me and said, you remember when that coffee cup smashed? And I was like, yeah. He said, that was family member of, of, of Michael's, a very close family member of Michael's. And uh, he, he saw you and he just dropped his coffee cup and he called me over and he said, please, I don't want to meet him like I felt like I saw a ghost. And that was probably the first time in my life that I'd had one of those scenarios where people were like, you know who you look like? And from there, it it actually kept snowballing. I got approached on, on a bus, like this guy said he was starting a new in excess tribute. And he says, excuse me, do you sing? And I go, well, I do actually. He says, you know who you look like? I fought it for a long time. Like I, I had my hair shorter, so I grew my hair out. People go, "Oh, you grow your hair out? You know who you look like." Like, okay, well, I'm going to straighten my hair. Oh, you know who you look like. Oh, I'm going to dye my hair black. You know who you look like. I went through a phase there where I'm like, I remember um, I did the essentially the hairstyle that Michael had from Elegantly Wasted. I had the black, and it was kind of more. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I had a real chip on my shoulder, I think, for a little while because I was like, no, I do my own music and all that. 
it dawned on me, you know, here's a man that has made such an incredible impact across the world. I just started embracing it, you know, and 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 allowing people to share their stories because there's a lot of people that that think that I've somehow done this on purpose, but it's just it's it's genetics, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but it it is it, it's allowed people to open up and express the way that that his music and and his legacy has has touched them, which is pretty amazing. That happens whether I'm playing in excess songs or whether I'm playing my own music. Like it happens all the time in the U.S. when I'm I'm playing my own music, which is a bit grittier and a bit heavier edged. But people will come up to me and go, man, I saw them, you know, in excess come yeah. through, you know, in 86 or whenever it was, you know, they you go, oh, I remember this tour or that tour. And they'll they'll tell me where they were yeah. and what they were doing and what the show was like. And to me, that's one of the most beautiful things about isn't it? Yeah. 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 It has a has the power to to capture a moment. Mm. And you can unlock that moment when you hear a certain note or a certain lyric. Yeah. And I hear this from all the other in in excess tribute acts as well when and bands out there. I can't wait to see you. I re- I mean I've seen all your videos and I love to all the, the cameo shots that you're doing when you're running onto stage and everything. You're going to be going all over the country. Are you going to be doing um, the Central Coast as well? You are, aren't you? Maybe I could get down there to see. Yeah. This is our most ambitious tour. Like 2020, 2021, you know, it was very difficult for live music. But coming out of that, we we just decided, you know what? Let's just take this as far as we can. We've created an entire show. We've looked at it as if, if In Excess was still going today and had the technology that they had today, and if they were playing stadiums, what would they be doing? You know, obviously you've got Rock and the Royals and you've got, you know, the Wembley experience, you know, but you look at stadium bands now and the video screens that they've got. So what we've done is we've created our own videos for each song that we play. So we're not taking their music videos or anything. We're, we've created our own things to put on screen. So when we do our theater show, there's a massive screen behind us that is playing this this video that we've created to do a full sensory experience. And we're trying to do that, you know, Wembley in 2023 almost experience, if you will. But there's a, there's a point where we break it down and we get the stools out and Rob and I come out and we do a couple of songs acoustic, you know, we have a bit of a chat with the audience and then we ramp it back up, you know. So we're trying to make this something that you cannot see this in a pub. You, you have to come out to a theatre to be able to experience this. And we're going to every state and territory in Australia. Fantastic. So is there something there for the old fans as well? I mean, do you really pick out some real like, you know, old nuggets there from like Shabu Shabar or yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we have um, not only have we got so we've got full two two hours and fifteen minutes straight through, mm-hmm. right? And that includes we've got an in excess medley. What we've done is we've taken. I'm trying to think how many songs were there. I think there's there's nine or ten that we've packed into twelve minutes. Wow. So 
We've got all the songs we normally play in our set. There is a few songs where it's like, oh, well, we want to play this song. Oh, well, yeah, but what do we take out? So then you take a song out and you're like, oh, but I missed that song. So you put it back in, but you got to take something out. So we finally decided we're just going to take a bunch of the songs that were kind of had been coming in and out. And, and some songs that we just couldn't find space for yeah. and put them all together so that you can have, you can have uh, more songs. Yay. I like it. I've not been to a show where someone's done that before. So that'll be really, really, really cool. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait. Right. I'm going to get a ticket. Now we are going to be giving away some tickets. If you are a patron to the show, you can actually go ahead, buy a ticket and show us your um, purchase and email it to us. And we will give you a free ticket if you are a patron. So that's fantastic. I can't wait. Definitely going to be coming to see you very, very soon, Dal. your mum thought of like I could wink her in a while way didn't you you changed your profile <laughs> picture to this picture is that right yes yes <laughs> so yeah back, back in the um Back in the days where they used to call it a doppelganger. So there was Facebook did this thing where they'd have doppelganger day and they would say, they would say, okay, change your profile picture to somebody that you look like who's your doppelganger, right? And I changed my my profile um, photo to that photo. And my mum sent me a private message and was like, I didn't know you could appear. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> doppelganger. <laughs> Number what? <laughs> Poor mum. Poor mum. I must admit, when I was looking at your uh, latest video, oh, please tell me what it's called. The- Kashik Memory. That's it. Okay, it's not not easy for me to say that either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you just look like Michael. And then I told a couple of my girlfriends, I went, can you just watch this video? And you need to calm me down because I'm about to interview him in the moment. <laughs> 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 so for me, well, big In Excess fan and a big Michael fan, thank you so much for coming on this show. And thank you so much for looking like Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank my mum and dad for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'd like to shake the hand. This has been really, really lovely meeting you. Yeah, it must have been 2018 that I saw you. And then, yeah, you just disappeared. So I'm so glad that you're back on our shores and that you're going to be doing the rounds and that everybody else can get to see you too. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, you take care. Cheers. Hi, this is Lisa Mack from Brisbane, Australia. Hey, check out the NXS Tribute Band page on the NXS Access All Areas website and get all of the full tour dates. And now it's time for Gig Watch with Hayden and B. Cheers. All right, B. Well, uh, we are very glad to spearhead the fantastic amount of NXS tour dates around the country, and we're going to give first pole position to Delacoma and the Australian Access Show. These guys have got 30 gigs coming up all around Australia. Um, one particular gig that stands out is the one in Perth on the 3rd of November uh, at the Rosemont Hotel, a great hotel. And look, check your local sort of gig guide, get onto their website, but 30 dates, which is quite a big for a, a cover band to do that. It's a real commitment to the cause. Now, B, we've got some special little things to give away uh, to help the band and help them sort of strive for results. Over to you with the giveaways, B. 
Well, I just want to expand on that. That's 30 days they've started with, but it's actually going to be continuing. So you've right. got to watch Excellent. this. Yeah, Excellent. watch it. Um, look look at our, um, our newsletter and we've got all the yeah. information in there. Yes. But yes, exclusive to us, patrons only. If you can buy a ticket and then you give us proof of purchase, we will match that and give you a t- ticket for your partner to go with you or your Fantastic. Buy friend. one, get one free, courtesy of the band. And thank there you, Della Cone and the boys. Thank you, boys. Yeah. Um, also to be the Live Baby Live guys, you've, you've checked them out a couple of times this year, I believe. They're playing at the Ocean Beach Hotel in uh, Umina uh, in New South Wales. Uh, that's on the 16th of June. The Don't Change Boys, they're in Bunbury on the 8th of July, so they're getting in early ahead of the NXS Australian show. But uh, Don't Change are always on the road. And uh, as B said, saw them this week and uh, uh, tour de force as always. The What You Need Boys are playing at the Brighton uh, in Mandurah on the 6th of, uh, sorry, the 5th of June. Uh, so uh, again, a lot of Perth action for the uh, the cover bands. Uh, New Sensation, they're playing in Norwood in South Australia, Adelaide, on the 29th of July. And uh, I know around the world there are other bands playing in sort of regions and areas there. So once we know more of those, we'll keep uh, mentioning those uh, to you. Uh, but be a lot of in excess cover gigs around the country. I oh, know, it's fantastic. And, yeah. and and around the world as well. So, guys, if there's any tribute bands that we don't know about, please let us know. We'd like yes. to um, talk about them too. And obviously send us some video footage too so we can watch them. This is Mary from the UK and here is the news. Well, B, time for news of the week. I've got a fair bit of news to get through this week. Firstly, well, thank you to Australia, B. We were number seven peaking this week in the podcast charts, which means that people in our home country are buying into what we're doing. Often we're mentioning people overseas, but thank you to our local listeners and people who are digesting in excess access or areas. It means an enormous amount to us, doesn't it? Thank you very much. Also, too, uh, I mentioned the other week in the singer's room about a top 10 rating of in excess songs and a sort of not a poll, but maybe a critic's view. Well, there's another one that's come out, which was uh, made great reading, was different to the other one. So I always like these things. It's sort of critics who who themselves evaluate a band's top 10. And this was a different set of uh, top 10 from the ones a few weeks ago from the same publication, but really good descriptions of each song and why this particular critic likes them and, and rates them. So uh, if you want to download an excess article, go to The Singer's Room. You'll find that. Also, too, there was an article based on a digital platform called The Low List. Uh, it was a kick article by Mike Brooks. And it's really interesting for those musicians out there who uh, are quite technical or technological with their their understanding. And they were saying just the type of stuff that John was using and certain guitars and different sort of instruments and technologies when Kick came out. It was quite groundbreaking at the time. Uh, and we know John on our podcast when he came on mentioned about you know computers and sequences and different things that was quite state-of-the-art in those early days that he sort of embraced. And, again, it's a bit of a techie article, but it's made for interesting reading and why the band should be in the Rock Hall of Fame. February 2021 kick is discussed, which is pretty exciting. Also to be very, very, very pumped about this one. Okay, I gave you a hint earlier in the show. The Perth gig. You know that concert in Perth we want to go to? 
Mm-hmm. On seek.com the other day, it's there's an there was a, a job ad saying volunteers needed. 15 required to work for the Perth Symphony Orchestra gig. Okay, apply on seek.com. Have you put my name forward? I put through your name, Karen Peters. Uh, I put through uh, uh, Tim Farris. I put through everyone. Uh, myself, you know. Uh, so we might not be able to pay for the gig, but maybe we can get over there and work there for free. Okay. Are you up for that? I'm not sure my husband will let me keep going. (laughs) Well, you're like a FIFO uh, worker these days, first in, first out, or fly in, fly out. I'm there. I'm there, Hayden. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought that was funny, a humorous thing. Also, too, uh, you know, it was happy birthday. I thought we should try acknowledge happy birthdays each week. I know sometimes we do the the death Eliza where we mention those who have passed away, but it's always great to embrace people's birthdays. So I've got a few names down here, B, that we would just wish a happy birthday from the NXS podcast. First of all, Bono, no need introduction required, 10th of May. Happy birthday, Bono, 63. Happy birthday to you. Also, too, uh, happy birthday this week to Billy Joel. I think he's born on around roughly the same time. I think he could be 77 or 75 mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe the mid-70s, but happy birthday to Billy Joel. Happy birthday today to Emilio Estevez, or Aww. as I call him, Charlie Sheen's older brother. <laughs> and he's had his birthday today. He turned 61. And also, too, birthday today, yeah. I think he turned 64, uh, actually maybe about a week ago, Steve Stevens. Um, now, mm-hmm. you might not know who he is, but he's one of the more famous world guitarists. Every Billy uh, Idol song with a big guitar break, Steve Stevens plays in that. Yeah. One of the best guitar riffs going around is a song called I Don't Need a Gun mm-hmm. by Billy Idol, and Steve Stevens is in that video and he plays a fantastic riff. And also he's been a major co-writer of a lot of Billy's hits. So he's sort of the guy behind the scenes who's a bit of a go-to guitarist. Uh, he turns 64 this week. Mm-hmm. Be, it's time to embrace a long-lost segment. It's time for Media Wars. I thought he was going to say the run. <laughs> well, I even read that's coming, it. That's coming next week. <laughs> You're listening to NXS Access All Areas, and now it's time for one of my favourite segments, Media Wars. Now, B, okay, nice. there's only one guy out there who loves to pump his tyres <laughs> up there and tart it around, as Marco, but said more than anyone in the band of in excess. <laughs> and for those who don't know his name, I'll just mention his initials. They are... happened to sort of, uh, you know, sway himself around the audience. And uh, I just thought it bears mentioning that good old Kirkster, just keeping the brand out there for Media Wars. <laughs> well done, Kirk. Over to you, rest of the band. <laughs> but B, that's News of the Week. Hey, this is Paul Jolly from Sydney, and this is The Big Rat. Uh, 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 
Right, right, well, that's a wrap. Uh, congratulations to you. Well done for the interview with Delacoma. I know you were suffering there really badly. Having I know, it's such a bad job. I'm when really... I go back and look at you interviewing some of these guys <laughs> there and I see the glee on your face, I, I sort of go, well, I'm a bit redundant. Uh, these definitely got your attention span at a high level. Tell us about the auction because you were high up there in organising that and we had a winner and I think you've even posted it out already. Uh, who was our winner? Our winner was Paul. Yep. And it's already gone. It's in the post. I saw. Look, I'm only it's back a day Mer- and I've got it. It's in the gone. States, gone off to the States. Is that it's right? Gone to the States, yes. Yeah. So what congratulations. City from? Oh, now you're Pennsylvania asking. or no? Mm, I think it was New York. Okay. See, yeah, I did say. Hang on, no. NW, what's that? Milwaukee. Uh, Newick? No, Newick? was it West Virginia or was it? No, it's gone okay. off anyway. <laughs> Paul, it's gone to you. You know who you are. Well done. <laughs> okay. Um, also, too, we are having a small little break next week in terms of an episode coming out, but we're not really having a break in terms of our content because B and I are actually interviewing a gentleman from the Herald Sun publication called Nui Takoa, who's the leading uh, uh, interviewer and entertainment guy at the Herald Sun at the moment, which is our nation's biggest selling journal and paper on a day-to-day level. He was the gentleman who was the very first well, sorry, the very last person on this planet to interview Michael um, when he came back for the um, well ultimate tour that didn't go ahead. So we are looking forward to chatting to Newey because we are in that timeline space a bit, B, on our sort of little narrative uh, journey around 1997. We are approaching that infamous date. Newey hopefully might be able to provide some context and some on-the-ground fly-on-the-wall insights for our listeners out there. So looking forward to doing that with you early next week. And B's going to cut that up into the episodes, but looking forward to doing justice to that interview, B. Yes, looking forward to meeting him. Yes. I've, I've also got to mention, um, do you remember Sula, uh, one mm-hmm. of our patrons, Sula? Well, she wrote a, an amazing review on us and she won the um, print of Michael that Chris Cafaro donated to us. Well, she's got such a kind heart. She's re-gifting it back to the podcast for us to actually raffle off. So thank you to Sula and we oh, will thank do you. yeah, how nice is yeah. that. So we'll do that next week not next week, the week after. So guys, yeah. you can start saving. It'll just be the $20 tickets and um yeah, you can have this beautiful picture of Michael in your home and um, thank you to um Chris Cafaro and to Sula. All right, B. Well, uh, we thought we'd go out today. We try to find a bit of a theme in every episode, but we thought thought that uh, person has been uh, great to us and, and the podcast, generally speaking, is a birthday boy this week. And uh, I thought going out with a, a little bit of a song that relates to him and relates to um, his fantastic career, we might be able to do. It's uh, Mark Opitz's birthday. Uh, we, he's been a, a fantastic sort of production guy in Australia, a music guy in all sorts of senses of the world. He has done fantastic things with everyone from NXS to ACDC, Noiseworks, you know, name, name whoever it is he's been involved with it. But I thought that his work with In Excess on Welcome and Full Moon and that little period has been a very vital part of our episodes and our shows. So we would go out today, a very spiritual, earthy song, but relates to his production. And we'd go out with Freedom Deep today and give a big heartfelt thank you to Mark uh, for all of his support and help over the journey. And this is a great song, a song that he wanted first on the running list of the album. So consider it first on the running list of the album for today and this week. Up there, front and personal, fantastic song, Freedom Deep. Happy birthday, Mark, and uh, thank you to all our listeners. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from B. Goodbye, everybody.
this is the Dutchie, and you've been listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Thank you.